we continue our week and our season and review series for Locked on Coyotes as we discuss three things to be hopeful for heading in to the 2023-2024 season for the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to talk about that on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked on Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me. And we got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We are going to discuss uh, three things to be hopeful for going into next season for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and uh, there is a lot of things to be hopeful for, Carl, because this team is trending upward. Yep. Absolutely, things are moving in the right direction as of right now. Uh, player development is going good. Um, you know, the, the first year a coach comes in, you often see players kind of play up. They want to make sure that they're looking their best in, in front of a new coach. And you'll occasionally see like a bit of a slump. That didn't happen for the Coyotes. Um, everyone kind of continued to develop like we needed them to. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, yeah, year two under a coach is always tends to t- tends to be something to really pay attention to. And um, and the Coyotes had some improvements, and you know, they still had some shortfalls. We talked about the shortfalls on yesterday's episode, um, but you know, still trending in the right direction, still move make making the the right moves. Um, and things that maybe we even haven't seen enough yet that are going to be coming in, um, you know, pretty shortly. And, you know, so let's go ahead and start off with the, uh, you know, the first thing to really be hopeful for, Carl, um, and that's uh, incoming prospects. Because, um, you know, for, first of all, it's first and foremost, you know, we could very well get a full season of Dylan Gunther. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's going to be one. And uh, we don't know at the time of this recording – if Logan Cooley has made a decision uh, to return to University of Minnesota for a sophomore year or to sign his contract. If yeah. he signed his contract, there's another thing right there. He can sign it, like, you know, to have Cooley and Gunther coming in together is, to me, an exciting idea. Yeah. Um, both players are really young, so I do want to say there's a potential that they at least start in the AHL or see time in the AHL just because – it's a thing that happens. Um, yeah. But I, I did think that Gunther looked a lot better um, as the season went on. He, he got confidence from the world juniors. Um, just his play improved throughout the year, which is what you really want. Ultimately it made sense to send him back down, but still like that is the kind of improvement that you want in a prospect. Well, yeah. I mean, there was the idea that, you know, they wanted to make sure that, um, that that Gunther was able to get meaningful hockey. Yeah. Um, he wasn't getting enough. He was going to get a lot of that in Arizona. He sure was going to get that in Seattle playing for the Thunderbirds um, and be able to get some playoff hockey because, you know, WHL playoffs um, and the way that they, and, and, you know, the way that he's been playing with them. So it's, 
um, you know, it, it, it made all the sense. And for him to come back now that he's, um, you know, 20, um, he'll like either, you know, start off with Arizona and then get sent down to Tucson or maybe spend the entire year in, in Arizona. Who knows? Um, but regardless, they're officially part of the organization. So if you are, you know, living in Arizona and you want to, and are living in the Valley and you want to take a trip down to Tucson and both of them happen to be playing there alongside Josh Jones, by the way. Um, yeah. Hey, you got, you got some prospects to watch down there for like last, you know, throughout most of this year, there weren't very many prospects to watch in Tucson next year. That might be a possibility. Yeah. The Coyotes definitely like took all of the good prospects to watch. Um, it, it, it's nice that they're starting to get that, um, that growth. I, I do. Th- one of my big concerns about the rebuild right now is the lack of prospects. Picks are great, but eventually, like you need players who are going to play, and you kind of want them staggered so they're at different levels of development. Uh, I like the fact that they're they're getting more like kind of like later on prospects. Um, and yeah, the Roadrunners could theoretically be a good team next year. Um, if, if Gunther's with them for any part, I'm sure they'll definitely help. And just like, you know, these are athletes who are still growing. They're not physically matured yet. Like being 20 years old, you're like legally an adult, but it's not, you know, you don't have the full body yet. Like even a player like Jack McBain is improving physically. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and, and, you know, that's the cool thing is you try to see what, you know, how prospects move on their way up. Right. Um, and I just named two, I, I just named two, like we just named two and you just named, you know, Jack McBain, who's put, you know, you just got a chance to play his full, uh, first full, like most, almost full year with the Coyotes, like kind of like close to full year. Um, and there's still a lot that we have yet to see. I mean, we've yet to see Connor Geeky. I think he's probably gonna, well, now that he's going to get ready for his age, we'll see, um, we'll probably what play another, another year. in. Uh, I think he's got another year in juniors, another year in juniors. That probably makes sense. But like, but you know, Maybe maybe he can get like a glimpse, right? We'll, we'll see him in, uh, in in training camp. Something to look for. Another thing to look forward to. You know, you see all those prospects to come together. Um, if you're a fan of watching prospects in general, prospect development camp. You can see all them. You know, in one in one place. Yep, prospect development camp this season is definitely going to be uh, the place to be. With all, especially with all the players. Um, and who knows what the uh, what 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 things look like beyond that? You know, with the uh, you know with the uh, the upcoming draft, is you know we'll see some players coming in through that way that way as well. Um, so, but prospects, hundred percent. And with the highlight, of course, on 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 Gunther and Cooley, because like I think everyone's talking about them at this point. Because Gunther in the season that he had, and you mentioned, and Cooley, because well, you just you know he was a Hobie Baker finalist. Yeah. Like, you know, um, whether or not you becoming these one of the highest rated prospects, um, which is kind of astonishing for a player who went third overall, that he is getting this much buzz, uh, especially when Shane Wright was sent back down to juniors. So 
is still considered a prospect. Um, but I think Shane Wright right now playing for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, who the Roadrunners uh, most recently played in the uh, in in the uh, Calder Cup playoffs. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it is definitely good to see the Coyotes prospects moving in the right direction. Hundred percent. Um, well, outside of prospects, there are current players who, uh, you know, who are still young, trending in the right direction that we're also hoping for. We're going to talk about them in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors on the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is that way. You can buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I know personally for me, I always hated uh, trying to buy tickets online. The fees racked up. I couldn't know exactly, you know, what the view of my seat was going to look like. And, uh, you know, sometimes they're just, you know, more expensive for certain spots that just weren't even worth it. Game time was the best place because I was able to get last minute deals and uh, great seats for for a really good price. They got uh, you know images for the seat before I was able to buy them, so I was able to see exactly where I'd buy them. Um, you know, I'm talking about maybe buying tickets for a for Arizona Diamondbacks game, maybe even for a Phoenix Suns playoff game. Who knows? But the game time is definitely the place I go to when buying tickets. You can download the Game Time app now and create an account. Use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account at, and redeem the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest priced, guaranteed. So now let's move on, Carl. Talk about the um, you know the young players who uh, did play last year for the Coyotes and uh, have improved a lot. And you know, they, I know um, you know off the air you talked you know you know definitely there are two that we're keeping our eyes on most importantly. Um, but we can we can kind of expand on that in a little bit. Um, but let's start off with those two. Um, and uh, Yusuf Valimaki and uh, Matias Michelli. Yes. Um, Valimaki, especially because he was uh, a waiver pickup, has just played really well. Um, I do wish the team also had Connor Timmons, um, mm, but, yeah. uh, you know, can't really do anything about that. Uh, Valimaki has definitely improved as an NHL defenseman. He had 34 points, four goals, 30 assists this year career highs in all categories um just really good uh definitely needs to continue working on things there's areas for improvement but a good start for a 24 year old defenseman absolutely you know valimaki um was another one of those players who you know was was uh struggling on you know his former team kind of unable to find um you know, find his groove. He comes to Arizona, has a career year, um, you know, or, you know, has a great bounce back at least. Um, and, you know, going into next year, it's, you know, the hope is that he improves on that and continues to improve. And it, it I love to see that Arizona is the place to do that. Yeah. It, I mean, it's something we've talked about a lot. If, if you have something to prove, being on a team like the Coyotes is a good spot for you. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how, um, you know, uh, how how Shane Gossespierre was able to do that. Um, you know, he, he, when, he, when he bounced back from 
uh, from you know some poor some poor seasons in uh, in uh, Philadelphia comes to play for Arizona has you know huge bounce back and then uh, gets a decent return on a trade uh, as the Coyotes got you know traded them in the trade deadline like it's yeah yeah um, and you know Val Mackey is earlier in his career than Gosses Bear. Uh, oh yeah, I much like, earlier. I like that kind of like rebound and flip. Like we saw that with Nick Bugstad as well, mm-hmm. but also just kind of like prospects who need to change the scenery. Hopefully we can get more of those as the years go on. Yeah. Um, Valimaki did, you know, he did sign a, a uh, extension where just one year um, because, you know, he did, he still has to kind of show the consistency, right? He showed that he were, he was he was he earned an extra contract, and I'm glad he did. But you know, let's take a look at next year and see, like, okay, if he can continue this, is he worth getting you know a few more years off of? You'd say another three, four year deal or something like that. Yeah, uh, and then the other player we talked about, uh, Matthias Michelli, uh, Calder candidate, right or hopeful? Uh, we haven't gotten the finalists yet. Definitely should be, in my opinion, uh, I'm, your opinion too, I'm guessing, a lot of people, especially those who watch the Coyotes, are like, this kid is something special. Oh, 100%. Um, the, like, the, the buzz that we got around here in Arizona, around Matias Michelli, has been really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the colder worthiness of him has really... Um, you know, rose up as everyone realized what kind of value he added to Arizona. Um, you know, it's the whether or not he's going to win the Calder Cup. Sorry, my God, not Calder Cup. Calder Trophy this year. Um, I'm thinking AHL for some reason again. Um, but the uh, is you know is his course remain to be seen. But uh, I think there is still a lot of hope. And a lot of excitement going into his sophomore year. Yeah. Um, sophomore years tend to be a uh, a challenge for a lot of te- of players who had as good as a year they had in their rookie season. Um, but something's telling me that Michelli's only going to get better. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where your second year in the NHL, people know what to expect for you. They're, they're scouting you. They know like his passing is going to be like a major thing that teams are going to be aware of because Michelli didn't have that many goals, but he was great at setting up players really good with Kraus, really good with Bukes dad, solid with McBain. Um, that is definitely, you know, it's going to be a challenge for him to continue to improve, but I do feel like he is up to that challenge. Like the, the steps he took, and the fact that he's only 22 years old, like that's just blows me away. Absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, to see, you know, where, you know, where he's going to go with it, you know, it is, it is exciting to see that challenge. Uh, and, you know, there is hope that he, that he uh, surpasses even expectation even more. Right. Um, there was, uh, you know, especially if like how much this year, like I think, you know, this year we knew he was going to be good because we, I mean, like, you know, decent because we looked at how he played, you know, in his, you know, you know, last year a little bit, um, kind of like 
had some glimpses. Um, and even though like that didn't count as a rookie year because he, however many games he played, um, as well as, you know, his time in Tucson, you know, I uh, got to see this amount of time of his, of his time in Tucson. And then I was, and, you know, um, and I will say this, there were, uh, out of the players I got a chance to see out of Tucson, um, and made this made the saying that this kid is going to be a special kid. Only two players have I really said that in my mind. There were, I mean, there were some players who played in Tucson in the early years that are doing really well for the Coyotes now, but there are only two players who I've thought this kid is going to be special. Um, the first no longer plays for you now plays in Vancouver. You know who are you talking about? I'm talking about Connor Garland. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, Matias Michali. You didn't, you didn't think that with Shrum? No, I did not think about. It. I I saw because, I mean, I saw Strom like he's good. I'm excited what he can do, but I still need he needs proof. I need proof that he can play well at the NHL level. Um, and I never saw that. Yeah, and there's also the fact that like Garland was what fifth round, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Matias Michelli, fourth and round. Garland, like you know, his first year, he had issues away from you know, like away from the puck and whatever. And everyone criticized him in his first year. Like, okay, these are his issues. Yes, and then the very next year, whoa, he he, he yeah. took on that. He improved. Um, and uh, and that's when I kind of when when everyone really noticed that he was going to be special. Um, Matias Michelli, um has the same feeling in a slightly different way. He kind of like, you know, came into a coyote into a roadrunners team in the last few years. If you've been following the roadrunners, they have not been great. Um, but you know, he still was able to be a decent light out of that team. Um, a team that has still had Michael Carcone. Um, and was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to do my best out here. He gets called up, plays well with Arizona. And I'm like, yes, this kid's going to be special. It's a it's a good call because I know I was definitely like he wasn't on my radar that much to start the year um, just because you know I thought he looked okay uh, last season in his twenty three games but not great uh, and I also do not watch as much Roadrunners so definitely I don't unfortunately don't anymore so like um, so don't come asking me if there's any people that I see um, out of that now. Um, I still get Roadrunners games. I was able to go to a Roadrunners game a couple weeks ago um, in Bakersfield. Um, and um, uh, who knows what the next season looks like? Who knows what, um, uh, you know, at this time, we don't know what the playoffs, what what, what, what would they look like in the playoffs. But, we'll, you know, you, at the time, at least at the time of this recording. But um, we'll know what they, the rest of their playoff system looks like. Uh, by this time, by the time you're listening to this, we'll talk about that on the uh, on social media. So be sure to stay tuned on that. But you know, who knows? Yeah, you will know about the Roadrunners, and we'll be talking about the Roadrunners because hey, getting to the playoffs quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, at least they made the playoffs this year. That's like, I mean, to me, that's an accomplishment. First time making the playoffs since 2018. Um, and yes. I know I talked about it on the uh, on the uh, preview I had with uh, with JD Hernandez um, that p- 
Pacific Division playoff in 2021 does not count. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because th- that was just what one division that had. Yeah, it was it was a weird year. Uh, you can't really call that playoffs if it's just one. It one. was postseason hockey. It wasn't playoff. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um, and, and that makes I'm sense. Trying to get technical here. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, but yes, um, but anyways, outside of that, um, you know, young players really improving out there. Michelli is definitely one. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of hope for, um, for, uh, what he's going to look like. And I'm just looking on cat friendly that the fact that he's the same age as Barrett Hayton. Which is surprising to me. Um, but yeah, both took big steps in the same year. That's great. hundred yeah, percent. Well, we're going to close things off in just a moment. We're going to get to our last, uh, you know, thing to look forward to going into next season for the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. And, Carl, let's go ahead and finish things off. And let's talk about uh, the continued growth of the core of this team. Um, Because, you know, I think at this at this time last year, we we're figuring out exact, like we we're start, we're starting to figure exact exactly which players were core. Yeah. Um, and I think we figured out at at least to an extent, two. I, I can name two players who, without a doubt, will be part of this Coyotes team for years and years to come: Clayton Keller and Lawson Kraus, without a doubt. Yeah, and. I mean, we talked about it last segment, but that sophomore slump can hit coaches as well. Yeah. Um, and so there was always going to be a question like, hey, Clayton Keller and Lawson Kraus had two of their best or had their best year um, in their first season with a new coach. Is that going to continue? Um, and the answer is unequivocally yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, I, it really speaks a lot to, um, to Bear's coaching style and the way he, the way he's been, um, it's been a, uh, uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily a breath of fresh air because there's still a lot of things that I think you can be work on. And that'll be for a, a, a coaching review later on in our, uh, off season series. Yeah. Um, but a huge improvement over, the last couple of coaches it it is it is it is funny because on the one hand i don't want to downplay the work that clayton keller and lawson kraus put in the off seasons because right. oh 100 you know the color because his you know yeah breaking a leg last year and doing what he did first year before bear i, I remember reading that he gained a lot of weight or a decent amount of weight um to you know add strength which is definitely something he needed to do but like the players who were not doing great under Tocket are doing exceptionally well under bear um and they they've taken personal steps to improve the system seems to fit with their play style better um and we've also just seen a growth in scoring but it's all kind of like right time, right place. And it does give you hope that, you know, Kraus is going to have another 20-goal season. Keller is going to be another point-per-game player next year. 
Like these are kind of the expectations that have been set and they're pretty reasonable expectations based off of two years. Absolutely. You know, like I, I, I personally love to get a third year kind of add sample size and sure. Because I think, you know, a lot of people like to say, you know, um, follow a rule of three because, uh, you know, rule of three kind of give you an idea of, of, of actual trends because two can be, you know, one could be a, an outlier. Two can be just, you know, coincidence. Three is a trend. Yeah. Three is also the funniest one. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know who would have thought in their most optimistic if Clinton Keller would be a point per game player at any point. Now I think that there is a reasonable expectation for him to be a hundred point player at some point. Oh yeah. we And you know, we've, you know, kind of talked about that, you know, very briefly in, 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 in the, uh, the last segment, you know, we talked about the personnel and it's like, Hey, look, there are other teams in which their top players can easily reach hundred points, especially this last season, you know, yeah. that score scoring is up. The personnel for the coyotes weren't the, you know, you know, outside of Keller and, uh, and Krauss and the others, isn't the best, but there's reason to have hope that they're only going to continue to improve, and that maybe even maybe not next year, but the following year, that Keller will be a hundred hundred plus point um, player. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad like we didn't see him like immediately drop to like a twenty goal, thirty assist season, like because it very easily could have been, especially with injuries, like. Mm-hmm. Keller's production could have stopped. Other teams could have gotten used to the system. It could have easily shut him down. The same with Lawson Kraus. He didn't play exceptionally well, but he had he has back-to-back 20-goal seasons. Uh, looking back at, like, there's been years where the Coyotes didn't have a single 20-goal player. Um, Mikel Bodker, like, was almost like locked in for the Coyotes before hitting a 20 goal season. Kraus has had two straight and you kind of, he's got that bar now. He is a power forward. You should be expecting 20 goals from him. Especially the kind of power forward that fits perfectly into um, Bear and Bill Armstrong's system. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason why he was signed the deal that he was. And, and, like, you could even, like, go down to some of the other players who aren't here anymore. Like, uh, Shane Gostas Bear was able to keep up his production and looks like a much better player. I thought Jacob Chikrin bounced back much better than he did his first season under Bear. Um, he had, I mean, with the XP, there's a reason for that one, too, especially because, you know, Jacob Chikrin had, you know, a lot extra responsibility since that Oliver Ekman Larson was no longer on the team. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that first year was a struggle, but yeah, he did bounce back up to the point where, you know, he got his value, you know, his value as up as he, as possible for the trade. It still probably wasn't as much as we expected, but still like, you know, it, you know, he still was able to get there. Yep. So it, it, it is definitely a good thing that we didn't see regression this year. Like, that was a very real possibility. It didn't happen. And I think that is something that should be, you know, you don't have to celebrate it because it's not the biggest accomplishment, but it is, it is notable. It is a good thing. Exactly. Well, um, Carl, we're getting close to out of time on this one. I do want to give um, one really quick 
you know, bonus thing to look forward to. And it's a really quick one. Um, it all depends on what happens in about three weeks from now. Um, so we're probably, this is uh, going to be, by the time you listen to this, it is uh, Wednesday, April 26th. And just under three weeks from now is uh, is uh, May 16th. That is, uh, you know, in just a few Tuesdays from now, three Tuesdays from now, that's the election for the uh, for the Tempe Entertainment District. Whatever happens in that in in that um, election, the Coyotes by next the start of next season, they've already broken ground on their new permanent home. I mean, I don't know if they'll have broken ground. They'll probably do it right away. They'll probably do it pretty damn fast. Well, I mean, yeah, but let's like, say broken ground to remediate the land. Yes, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, the 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 plan will be in motion. Um, the process will begin. Yeah, hopefully there's nothing going on with the uh, the airport lawsuit. Uh, there's a there's a lot going on, but yeah, the the vote is a very big step. Something to look forward to. It is something 100 percent to look forward to. Um, and you know, this it seems it's it's gonna it's gonna move in the right direction. Let's uh, let's speak it into existence. <laughs> anyways any final thoughts you want to do before we close things off uh just that you know the the team could have taken a step back they didn't we talked last episode about some problems that they still have those absolutely exist but it's better that the you know things are at least trending the right way yeah they're trending the right way and that's what you want as a rebuild um from a rebuilding team and um yeah i think a lot of us probably would have hoped that this team could be you know you know have higher lottery odds but you know especially in a year like this year but to be honest carl i'm glad that to see what they're trending especially as you know going back to the uh to the upcoming election you know you want to be able to prove to the to uh to the residents here that you're trending in the right direction that you're moving towards the team that can be a championship team in the years to come. Yep. And while it's not that right now, at least they are trending. Anyways, though, we're out of time on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If, uh, if you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe. If you have yet to already, we're available everywhere you get to your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at five for how. Interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget the how long.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.